What's up, Dialed fam? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Strength Training for Cyclists podcast by Dialed Health. My name is Derek Teal. I'm the owner and operator of Dialed Health, and I'm feeling freaking good today. How are you feeling? I hope you're feeling great. If you're not, don't worry. I was not feeling good last week. I'm going to be honest. Toward the end of the week, I started having a, I guess what you call a good old-fashioned anxiety attack. Kind of built up. It was in the making, and I'm going to tell you about how that happened, why it happened, and what I'm doing to address it because I'm not coming to you in some weird band-aid, positivity, uh, surface level, I'm going to smile and make myself feel better. I really got to the bottom of it and I'm feeling just so much better. So we're going to go into that at the end of the episode, but we're going to actually start out with some of the things that really helped me this weekend, which were some quotes from church, actually. Don't worry, nothing preachy, just general life advice that was hit home. It hit me like a brick wall. After that, I'm going to share some really cool results from the Dialed Health Shred Challenge last month. Very brief. I think you guys will resonate with how uh, how wild it is uh, what this one person accomplished. Then we're going to go into a conversation on vertical pulling exercises. I actually did a post on my Instagram about this, and it's really pull-ups is what I'm talking about. Pull-up variations, why you should be doing pull-ups at least once a week. And I'm going to give you some options if you either can't do a pull-up or don't have a pull-up bar. And then we're going to talk about voodoo floss. This was a question sent in uh, by a member just asking, what's up with the voodoo floss? Have you guys heard of it? Uh, when I say voodoo floss, do you know what I'm going to talk about? If not, don't worry, I'm going to explain it. But this is a recovery and more restorative uh, exercise that you can implement or technique that you can implement to make sure that the all the gliding surfaces of your body are just functioning more properly. After that, we have a little dad testimonial, and then we're going to get into that downward spiral conversation I had mentioned before. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really do appreciate it. If you have a question that you want me to answer specifically, shoot me an email, Derek at dialedhealth.com, or you can shoot me a DM on Instagram at dialedhealth. As always, please share that you're listening to this episode on your Instagram story, tag Dialed Health. I will repost it, and I will love you forever. All right, let's jump in. It's time to get real with some quotes here. So the first one is, no great work remains unopposed. Think about that for a second. No great work remains unopposed. It goes very hand in hand with the next quote, which is, any attempt to change is going to rally opposition. So when you create this great work, most likely you're creating change in your own life and you're probably having impact on other people's lives, which means you're probably gonna change their lives, hopefully for the better. And that is going to spark a ton of opposition. I'm, I am feeling this a ton right now, to be honest. And that's why these two quotes in particular were so great for me to hear. There's a quote coming up about bullies that is also, you know what, I'm just going to go into that one too. Let's hear this. So bullies are bullies because they have to be. If they had true power, they would focus on themselves and not the things that others are doing, which they can't. How fire is that? So when you, <laughs> I just, I can't get over how freaking quality that is. And I know it's timing for me right now. I have some opposition coming up. Dialed Health is getting bigger. We have people who don't agree with it uh, for reasons that I, I understand, but in my opinion, they're very small-minded. And I'm like, wow, this person's actually just being a bully. <laughs> they're being a bully. It's purely out of insecurity. And obviously, they don't feel like they could provide that same quality themselves. So instead of trying to, to do that, to create something that is uh, quote unquote better, they have to focus on tearing down what you're doing. 
And I've felt that way in the past, most definitely, especially as a trainer. It's so easy to try and criticize people's programming or their form or whatever uh, thing that they're offering as far as their service goes. Like it's, you are almost trained to do it. Like as a trainer specifically, and I know I'm bringing this very much about myself, but you are literally trained to watch people move and to correct them. So anytime you see another trainer that maybe you want to be like, if they do anything to slip up, you want to correct them. And like, there's this weird criticism that comes out. So I've been there. I understand, but I will say now that I've been through almost every type of training imaginable, boot camp, small group, one-on-one, uh, super boutique level one-on-one, and then my own studio, running my own business, and now doing online high volume. I've done online custom programs. I've done online, uh, count, like I almost call them counseling calls, <laughs> coaching calls. They pretty much are counseling calls. But I've been to every end of it, and once you start to see the big picture, uh, it, it gets you out of that, which is a very positive thing I'm, I'm kind of seeing with myself right now. But never receive criticism from someone you wouldn't seek wisdom from. So that's kind of the next step to this. You have a great work, you rally opposition, it's unpleasant, but these people are just bullies. And you have to also realize you just can't accept criticism from people you would not seek wisdom from. Would you go to these people and really ask for their advice? I will say if someone's doing something way better than you, or you really do admire the way someone works, or you just love someone's business. Like I bring up Trainer Road all the time. I am so impressed by what they do, the community that they have built, the product that they have, and so many angles of it. And that in Equinox, that's the high class boutique gym I worked for. That's another brand that I really look up to in a lot of ways. I don't agree with everything they do, but there's so many things that, you know, if the CEO of Equinox came to me and told me something, no matter how much I didn't like to hear it, I would, I would listen. Uh, same thing. Uh, shout out to Jonathan Lee. Shout out to Nate. Uh, these are guys that I go to with very specific questions and they help me out quite a bit. And sometimes they don't give me the response that I want to hear, but I really listen. <laughs> and, but then again, when I have another trainer that's just trying to be critical or some person that, to be honest, maybe isn't even a, a, a member or just has a bunch of crap to talk about the brand, it's like, why would I really take that in? Why would I internalize it and accept it? It's, it's really a waste of time, but I understand. It's, hard, it's so much easier said than done. You know, you can read 100 great comments and that one that is super negative will stick with you. And that's <laughs> something to uh, really try and change. And that, this quote really inspires me to do that. So never receive criticism from someone you wouldn't seek wisdom from. Next one, hit, me ho- hit home for me. On another level, this is kind of a change of subject, but it is alertness doesn't mean paranoia. I actually have a note on my daily, uh, it's like my daily affirmations that just says work with a joyful spirit, uh, work hard without stress being the prime motivator. And it's hard because I think stress can be a great motivator, almost in a positive way to like keep you on your toes. But that's why I think that this is such a a great boundary to lay down is saying, don't let your alertness create paranoia. Alertness doesn't mean paranoia. You can be alert. You can be on your toes. You can have a healthy level of stress because we live in a world that you you have to be realistic. You can't just walk around in la-la land all the time as much as I want to. I've lived there for a long time <laughs> and uh, it's only the most, you know, last five years of my life where I've really gotten alert, but there's times where it's gotten the best of me. 
and you start overthinking and you just almost become almost become paranoid and it's strange too because sometimes the paranoia can feel productive where you're like oh i'm just being i'm just on top of it you know i'm making sure that i'm not letting anything slide but really you're going a little bit too far so alertness doesn't mean paranoia that will be sticking with me the last one is also very specific to me this one's a little bit more preachy so uh disclaimer it says if we're going to build something god's way you have to go through opposition not around it and here's why that hit home for me because of cancel culture there are you know i'm not a controversial dude i know that i think it's a great advantage to just who i am and like what you see is what you get with me and i'm very transparent about things so it's rare that i have to check myself to be honest but there are times when I do feel like I'm walking on ice around topics, subjects. I mean, there's places I just won't go because it's not worth it or I'm not educated enough to really even have a conversation. But there's times where I do tiptoe a little bit and I'm like, okay, am I being a little paranoid or am I just trying so hard not to like rally this opposition that I'm not being true to myself anymore? And at that point, you just got to put it out there and you have to push through the opposition and not just keep circling around it. So that was a good one for me. Um, anyways, I'm going to go back through these one more time just to overview. Here we go. No great work remains unopposed. Any attempt to change is going to rally opposition. Bullies are bullies because they have to be. If they had true power, they would focus on themselves and not the things that others are doing which they can't. Never receive criticism from someone you wouldn't seek wisdom from. Alertness doesn't mean paranoia. If you're going to build something God's way, you have to go through opposition, not around it. And I totally respect uh, if you are not a believer in God. I think that this still applies to you. I think you still have to make sure that you're pushing through opposition and not going around it uh, when it's true to you. And... Of course, that's a tough one because if what's true to you is completely unacceptable <laughs> in day-to-day -day life, like there's probably a point where you just need some help. But I think that really rings true for everyone, uh, regardless of your beliefs. So uh, that's it. I hope that inspires you. I hope you can make, maybe make some notes. I'll also say if you're driving right now and you want to make a note, but it's a little sketchy to write it down on your phone, you can, I do this a lot when I'm listening to podcasts, I'll just pause the podcast I will hold the home button on my phone and get Siri going and I'll just tell Siri to make a note and I'll repeat the note. So I'll be like, Siri, write a note. Siri will say, hey, what do you want me to say? And then I say, no great work remains unopposed. And she's like, great, repeats it back to me. I close it and I continue on. So that's a great way to make a note if you're hooked up to Bluetooth right now. Just thought I'd give you a little tip. Uh, let's move on to the next topic. Before we jump into a conversation on vertical poles, aka pull-ups and all the variations that come with it, I gotta give a shout out to Dialed Fam member Travis Harnish. It is at TM Harnish on Instagram. And last month during the Dialed Health Shred, listen to this, he lost 10 pounds and he bumped his FTP up from 291 to 303. So 10 pounds down and 12 watt increase. How sick is that? And honestly, he was on the leaner side already, which in truth makes it harder to lose a significant amount of weight. I think he went from 14% body fat down to 11. And actually at the time I'm recording this, this is halfway through February, which I can't believe I'm saying that, but he is, he saw 9% on the scale, which is huge, man. So congrats to you, 
insane accomplishment. I know that takes so much work, but I honestly can't say that I'm surprised. You know, I've seen these results time and time again. I have felt them personally and been through this process personally. So I know how difficult it can be, but at the same time, how realistic it is for this to happen. And there's this like dogma out there that you can't lose weight and get fast or faster or fitter at the same time. And it is just not true. Now, I wouldn't tell somebody to be in a deficit, you know, within a week or two weeks of a race just to be on the safe side, because you are going to have days where you're a little bit more fatigued or you don't time your nutrition right. There's more, you don't even want to give yourself that chance of a lack of performance around a race. But the truth is you can lose weight and get stronger at the same time, even though people will tell you you can't. It is, it's ridiculous. If you are already insanely lean and you are riding at a pro level, that is another exception. But the majority of the population can absolutely have results like this. And I just want you guys to really get that in your mind. And if it's something that you want to do, you can sign up for a member on dialedhealth.com, go to the journal, and all the, uh, all the requirements for the Dialed Health Shred are there, all of the uh, directions, everything to do exactly to follow this process is still there. So even if you're not doing it as a part of the official competition, you can still go through the process and hopefully have similar results. So reach out if you have any questions. Uh, but uh, Travis, shout out to you, man. That is so, so sick. So on my Instagram, I put together a Reels post. It was like a 30-second little shredded of me doing all these pulling movements on the bike, and then it went straight into some pull-up variations. So the first movement on the bike, I think, was a, it was like boosting a jump, and then a manual, a bunny hop, and then riding a wheelie. So all things where you're pulling on the bars pretty significantly. So obviously it requires your back, your arms, your grip, uh, and a lot more of the rest of your body, but the whole idea was to show the pull-ups next and show that how it relates strength-wise. And now it was funny because the first criticism I got was, you know, wouldn't a row be a better or more comparable exercise? And the truth is, yeah, it honestly would be. And we've actually talked about this before, but if you aren't adding vertical pulls, there is a huge, I'd say, blind spot in your training program because of, simply because of having the most uh, well-rounded shoulder complex because you're, you're missing a whole range of motion with this overhead pull that your body can go into. But not only that, if you look at what you're doing on the bike, a lot of times you're almost in what's called like an incline position. And so, it, you know, when you're pulling on a manual, your bars aren't directly, I would say, under your shoulders. They're more so above your shoulders and your body's hinged forward. So think about that. You're not completely overhead, but your arms aren't completely straight out in front of you. It's like right in between. And that's why doing different angles of pulling motions is really so important because you have to build a well-rounded, strong shoulder complex and doing just a bunch of rows all day, it, it can definitely get you strong and it's better than doing nothing. But adding the overhead pulling, it's one of the seven essential movements and it just makes things that much more complete. You're that much more safe. You're that much more stable. You're that much stronger as your arms come out of that directly in front of you position. And even if they don't go completely overhead, uh, it doesn't mean you don't need to work that. At least you know if your arm does get too, you know, closer to that overhead position somehow, that you'll be able to hang on at least. Um, shoot, man, I can almost think of huge drop compressions where I've almost blown off the back of the bike, and you know, my chest is on my seat, my hands are still on the bars, and I'm just hanging on for dear life. That would be a good example for you of that overhead position. But hopefully you're not there. Um, but if you do get there, maybe you can save it. You know, you just get a little, uh, little tire burn on your butt, and you bring it back to life.
breath and you're good and your shoulder's still in its socket. That's the real goal. <laughs> so the, the whole point of the post was saying, hey, let's include overhead pulling motions one day per week, just like you would do of all the seven effective movements. So if you can't do pull-ups, which is totally understandable, uh, it's a very difficult exercise, you can do a few other options. So here is what you got to work with. If you have a pull-up bar, you can tie a band around the pull-up bar and do assisted pull-ups. You put the other end around your foot, you have some assistance. Obviously, the lower you go, so as you extend your arms, there's gonna be even more assistance at the bottom. But it's kinda nice because typically people have the hardest time with that bottom part of the motion anyways. So it's a great way to just get some reps under your belt, build up the strength to slowly go to a lighter and lighter band, and eventually just be doing real pull-ups. Or I don't wanna say real pull-ups, but full-on bodyweight pull-ups. You also have the option to do eccentric pull-ups. So if you have a, a bench or a chair, or something that you can jump off of, uh, if you don't have a band, you can basically jump to the top of the uh, pull-up position. So your hands are on the bars, you jump up, you hold the top, your chin's over the bar, and then you can lower yourself down under control. It's called an eccentric pull-up because that lowering phase is the eccentric phase. We actually talked about it in a previous podcast, but basically you're lengthening your muscle tissue under tension. It, it's lengthening under load. And the one thing I'll warn you about is that typically that can lead to more tissue breakdown, which means you could be a little bit more sore or a lot more sore from this than you would a typical pull-up because when you're contracting, under tension, it leads to less stress on the muscle uh, or less tissue breakdown. So kind of keep that in mind. You wanna do a conservative amount of reps, but it, it will still allow you to build up the strength to do a traditional pull-up. Now, if you don't have either of those tools and you don't wanna even just throw a chair under the pull-up bar and just leave your foot on it while you're doing pull-ups for assistance, you can use that same band or a cable to do a pull-down. Uh, so obviously you can think of a lat pull down in a gym. That's a very obvious uh, tool that you can use. I know a lot of people don't have gym access right now, but you have a lat pull down, you're same exact motion, you're just controlling the weight and your whole body's not dangling from this bar. Well, if you just have a band, you can actually go to a kneeling position, even with a cable, and hopefully you can attach it to the pull-up bar or a height that's like the top of a door frame because what you'll wanna do is attach it there and then you can go to a half kneeling position and hinge your body forward and grab that band with one hand. Now you can do single arm overhead rows. And even though you aren't technically vertical, your body, I guess, isn't vertical, as you hinge forward, the alignment of your arm to your torso becomes a vertical pull as you pull it down. And when you're in the half kneeling position, that front leg is gonna anchor you and you can push against it so that you, you know, don't just pull yourself off the ground. You can actually fight for it a little bit, uh, push into that front leg, and then you're getting a sick vertical pull exercise. So just because you're not doing pull-ups doesn't mean that you can't get the same benefits and have that really complete, strong shoulder complex that we want. And, and you know, if you have other tools too, you can get very, very creative because even if you have, just let's get wild here, okay? You, let's just say you have a towel and you have a bed post or you know, the post to a couch. You could lay on your stomach, you could wrap the towel around it, grab it with both arms, and then literally pull down with your elbows flared wide. So my, my chin is just off the ground and I'm pulling and I just hold that contraction for a given amount of time, 
that is going to be comparable to doing like a wall squat for your legs. And again, it's not the heaviest motion. It's not a pull up. It would be nice to be able to work the full range of motion, but you doing that is going to be better than not including any vertical row at all. So even if you got to throw that tile on the ground, lay on your stomach in the prone position, pull down elbows wide, align yourself so that you can at least get your elbows to about your shoulder height, or I guess so that your shoulders are 90 degrees to your arms, and then just get tension on that. And you're going to feel your upper back like crazy, including your lats. And again, it's, it's better than nothing. This is a prime example of doing what you've got to do under your given circumstances. This is being optimal, uh, or this is chasing consistency over perfection. (laughs) You know what I mean? So give that a shot. If you are unclear about what I'm talking about, feel free to, uh, to reach out to me. I can definitely help you, uh, in the comments, actually on the Instagram, some people commented, you know, if I only have this tool, what can I do for an overhead pull? Uh, let me know. Again, I can get creative and pretty much give you an idea for anything. And uh, that will absolutely help your riding. Now, the other thing I didn't mention besides the back strength and the arm strength is your grip strength. Now, if you do have the opportunity to do pull-ups, the grip strength you get from it is insane. Even just hanging on a bar helps a lot. Now, a lot of mountain bikers specifically have good grip strength, and a lot of times they just need to release it. Uh, There's products like Forearm Strong that are, you know, the whole idea is to get less arm pump, but those products don't make your forearm stronger. They actually just relieve uh, the tissue. It's basically like deep tissue massage on your forearms. You follow it up with stretching, you go through these ranges of motion, and then your arms feel stronger, but really they're just less bound up. And so that's another thing to consider. But pull-ups do add to grip strength, which is great. (laughs) Obviously, you can tell I need some water. So if you're not doing them once a week, I highly recommend adding that vertical pull motion. This next question is from at mattpool13 on Instagram. He says, what's the deal with voodoo flossing? I've seen some people doing it, but wasn't sure what the benefits are or if it actually works. Is there a best time to do it pre-workout versus post-workout? And what's the best way to use them? So if you're unfamiliar with what voodoo flossing is, I actually left a link in the description that you can go and check out because there's a cool video with Kelly Starrett. He is the supple leopard guy. He owns, uh, well, I was going to say mobility wad, but it's actually called the ready state now. And I would definitely give him the credit for popularizing this voodoo flossing. This guy is a movement genius. Everyone will agree with that. And what you do with this, it's like a thin rubber band that you can wrap around parts of your body. And the whole idea is to make, make any tissue that is moving in your body run smoother. Now, it almost reminds me of like what you get with foam rolling. You, you're working on the fascia of your muscles. You're working on realigning muscle fibers. But really the concept is, this is like a compression band that you will wrap around, let's just say your quad for an example. You can wrap it around your quad and the real technique to do is to have 50% tension uh, in the band and 50% overlap. So you're pulling the band around. When you stretch it to 50%, that's the tension that you want as you're wrapping it around. You have the 50% overlap and pretty soon you just have a super compressed portion of your body. So if we're talking about your quad, what you're going to see is you start right above your knee. It is going to like cut into your leg, not actually cut into your leg, but the size of your quad is going to shrink so much once you have that compression on it. It's almost a little shocking and it feels weird. And it's funny because a little side note here, I've done this for my knee before 
to help reduce some swelling in my knee and like flush it out before a session. And it definitely helps, but I haven't done it around my quad uh, in particular. So the whole idea is you put this compression around your quad and then you actually uh, tuck the band in so it's just sitting there. So now you have this compression there. It's really easy to get on and off. And what you wanna do for about two minutes is take that uh, body part and work it through its range of motion. So for your quad, you would basically be working your hip and your knee, mostly your knee, especially if it's your lower quad. And because you know your quads flex and extend your leg, so you can go through squat patterns. You can go through like a gorilla squat where you're like it's basically a squat where you're touching your toes, and you moving the blood around. It's actually compressing the muscle and almost like forcing those fibers to realign in the most ideal way possible because there's just no room for them to move. Now this is really similar to yoga where it's funny because this is kind of bro science, but I have heard that yoga helps realign your organs. And that's because you're moving and twisting in so many directions that it has to like press your organs into the most ideal compact position uh, just to allow your body to do that. And it's crazy because if you don't stretch for a long time, or I, I've actually felt this before, but you can kind of like pinch over or you, you know, flex at your side. So your torso is hinging to the side you can almost feel like you're pinching an organ under your rib or something. Like, have you guys ever felt that kink? You know, you bend a certain way and it just feels kind of funky. That could be something getting pinched. <laughs> and when you are doing that more regularly, like through yoga or just general movement, uh, if you're doing a dialed health strength workout, warm up or cool down, you're probably going to be do twisting and bending enough to be pressing those organs back into their ideal alignment. So again, a little bit of bro science, it, it makes a lot of sense to me. And that's really the concept with the voodoo flossing. It's not, obviously you're getting the benefits from compression. So, you know, you're driving blood out of the muscle. It's going to rush back into the muscle, hopefully bringing rich oxygenated blood back to the muscle and repairing and restoring it. That's exactly what the, <laughs> what it's going to say like online when you look it up. But besides the compression thing, you are literally forcing that muscle to work and to move with such less like with no ability to be in uh, incorrect alignment, I guess you could say. So after like two minutes, you're going to get to a point where you kind of want it, want to take it off, to be honest. Um, and so once you take it off, you're going to feel that blood rushing back into the muscle. And most likely, like if you just tested and retested, so let's say you put this around your left quad and you did your two minutes, you just did some uh, gentle squats, made sure you kept flexion and extension of the knee going for that whole two minutes, slow, slow smooth, and controlled. When you take it off, you let the blood come back in, let it sit for a second. You're, you know, your leg's going to be probably all red. That's okay. Uh, if you test that squat again, almost guaranteed you're going to feel smoother and looser on the side that you have the voodoo floss around. And it's really interesting because the whole idea is obviously to prevent injuries before they happen because, you know, when muscles get out of place or when weird knots are there that shouldn't be there or, you know, you have all these kinks and your tissue is not gliding smoothly and efficiently, then that's when problems happen over time. And actually the video that's in the uh, notes has Kelly Starrett just saying that you should be able to handle 90% of these issues on your own. And then you see a, uh, a real pro to work on your body for those extra 10% that you can't get yourself or that you're struggling with or don't understand. And I love that mentality because I'll be honest, I've had a handful of massages, I guess, over my lifetime. And I would say at least half of them, 
I've thought in my head that I could do a better job with a lacrosse ball and a wall myself. And that's really sad to say, but there are times when I do think that. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I had a foam roller in 30 minutes, I could have made my body feel better than this person just made me feel. But then there's times where I've had people, like for instance, one time my bicep got so tight that I was getting a ton of shoulder pain. And I had no idea why I was having the shoulder pain. I would have never guessed it was my bicep. So when I saw a massage therapist and I was like, yo, I can't even do a push-up. Uh, it str- it's hurts to hold my bars. She started feeling around, found this knot. And it was, once she found the knot, it was obvious. It was like, you know, a grape at the top of my bicep. And once she dug it out, it hurt so bad, but instantly like pain was gone <laughs> and it was just gone. And I was like, oh my gosh, I would have been struggling with that for months if I didn't get an expert opinion. And thankfully she was good and was able to spot it. But that was a really good example of that. And it's also kind of like me maybe not going to the chiropractor as much as I used to. I'm not saying I wouldn't benefit from it. I typically feel my best, you know, going to the chiropractor once a month or so, but there's so much I've learned how to do myself as far as alignment and my consistency and daily mobility that I ju- you just feel like you need it less and less. So I will say with the voodoo floss, I'm going to be experimenting with it around my quad because again, I've done my knee before, but never really my quad consistently. And I've been having, I always struggle with some IT band issues on my right leg. This was my uh, ACL repair leg. We used a hamstring. It's just, uh, for lack of a better term, it's kind of effed up still. You know, it gives me problems with the high volume that I do nonstop. Uh, Tightness happens and I, I, man, I feel like this could help. So I'll be experimenting with that. And I encourage you to do it yourself because even if you had the voodoo floss for another body part, a joint, uh, it's also very handy. Like, to be honest, one thing I've used it probably the most for is just icing. You know, instead of wrapping a shirt or something around, you can use the floss and add compression to an ice pack really easily with the voodoo floss. So I think that's another really good use for it. And then uh, the other question from Matt was, would you do it before or after a workout? Okay. This is something I don't have the science on, and I actually didn't see any on it. But what I will say is, um, and I, and again, I did a, a brief search just because I was familiar with voodoo flossing. I didn't have to do a lot to uh, get you this information. But as far as doing it before or after, I would, I, if I was really feeling like I had some stiff, locked up tissue, I would do it before. Because if you think about it, you're putting your body in ideal alignment and you would wanna do that before a workout where you're putting real stress on your body because now the workout is gonna be more, I don't wanna say productive, but that's kind of true. Your body's gonna work more efficiently because you're gonna have less compensation because your tissue isn't all balled up. Now, does that mean you wanna go get a massage right before a workout? Eh, probably not, but you know, sometimes the foam rolling those problem areas before a workout really make it that much better. In fact, I was on a trainer ride today two hours of tempo. It was kind of split up into two like 45 minute blocks essentially. And so the first block, I just, I felt a little tight. I'll be honest. Second block, um, I had gotten off and stretched, used the restroom, got some more water. And after doing that stretch, there was one specific IT band one I did. Oh my gosh body felt like the last 45 minutes was incredible. Uh, I felt like I could just crank up the percentage. It was awesome. So yeah, taking that time to do it even mid-set was really helpful. And I held a like a 90-second static stretch. And people would say, no, my gosh, you can't stretch before a workout. You can't stretch mid-set. I'll be honest, 
it is not that black and white. And that's what I would say with the voodoo floss. I would do it before, but there's going to be, be, be people who tell you, no, don't do that. It's too strenuous on your muscles and it's going to weaken your uh, tissue and you're not going to you know, hit that max PR on the overhead clean and jerk. It's just like, okay, come on, come on. I think you should do what feels the best for you and helps you have the best session. And if a little voodoo floss around the quads does it, I would try it. But you won't know unless you do try it. Um, really, I think in regards to mobility, the ideal time, in my opinion, to do mobility is early morning or early night. Early morning is sick because it kind of gets you prepped for the rest of the day. Nighttime is sick because it can be a really good way to activate your parasympathetic nervous system. So like it just kind of helps shut you down. And it also puts everything in alignment before you go to bed. So it's resting now in that position for a prolonged period of time without like interruption. And I, I like both for the both reasons. Um, I think it comes down to whenever you can do it. There are days where I can wake up and do great mobility sessions. There's nights where I can do great mobility sessions. There's days where I can't do either of those, but I can sneak it in before and after a workout and I'll choose to do it then. So I think the real lesson here is just freaking do it consistently and you decide when it's gonna be ideal. My opinion, sometime before you get into the real meat of your workout. We have a little testimonial from one of our friends at MTB NorCal. This is Sean G underscore 428. And you know, before I get into the testimonial, I gotta say, if you are in the NorCal area, if you're just a mountain biker, go follow at MTB underscore NorCal on Instagram. They're doing an insane job getting together and just creating the community of trail and enduro mountain bikers in my local area. And they're even hosting an event in May called Dirt Days, where they're bringing in all these vendors to do demos and just to get the community together, get people trying new bikes. And they have raffles and they have all sorts of cool stuff to make this like a real event. Uh, so shout out to those guys because uh, they're just they're doing an awesome job and I'm really grateful for them. Uh, so Sean is one of the founders of it and so is Don and they're both Dialed Fam members. And Sean has been really getting down. He actually lost 10 pounds also last month uh, through the Dialed Health Shred, which was sick. He sent me a shot of his scale. And then he sent me this really nice DM. And if you're a dad right now, especially, this is gonna hit home for you. Uh, his kids are older. They're, I think, kind of moving out of the house at this point. Yeah, 21 and 17. So I'll get into that, but this was just so cool to hear on a couple notes. Now, the first point he makes is that he now loves climbing. And he was one of those guys that literally hated climbing when he started mountain biking and only obviously climbed for the descents. Any chance he got had to get a shuttle, he would take it. Um, and I'm not saying shuttles are bad. I'm just saying that I hear this a lot with mountain bikers in general where they really don't like climbing at all. And I, it bums me out because I understand why it wouldn't be more fun to you than, than the descent, but it is a huge part and actually where you spend the majority of your time on the bike. So why not learn to like it a little bit more? <laughs> Literally, I hated riding road for a year. And then all of a sudden I love it. And guess what? Now my mountain biking and my climbs are so much easier and more enjoyable. And Sean is kind of experiencing this now. So here's what he starts with. He says, I really have come to love climbing almost as much as descending. And I want to maintain a minimum goal of 2,500 elevation per ride. So we were kind of talking about his riding goals and moving forward. He says, bro, I seriously love what riding has brought to my life. My kids are both grown now. Son is almost 21, daughter's almost 17. So I find myself reflecting a lot on memories and the times I had with them growing up. I find myself having a lot more time than I'm used to and having this time to myself 
has been tough until writing has now filled that void. It's funny after so many years to come back to a place where it's more about you than it is about them, uh, which is, I I can only imagine at that point, (laughs) you know, where I'm at with like infants (laughs) and toddlers. Uh, He says, you know, I'm kind of jealous in a way. It's like, well, you get that time back. All right, we'll look forward to that. But uh, he says, writing brings me a sense of clarity on missing that portion of my life now. It goes by so fast, but is extremely rewarding, kind of like writing. I look forward to many more days pedaling uphill, reflecting on the wonderful memories I have, and I thank you for giving me the tools I needed to become a better writer so I could enjoy that reflection and not hate the struggle of the climb. Much love, homie. Hashtag dialed fam. Yo, Sean, come on now, dude. So you're saying, for one, you're fitter and you're enjoying the climbs more, but now that you're enjoying the climbs more, it's allowing you to get to a better mental state and reflect on fatherhood and just soak that all up? Come on. This is why riding is so sick and this is why being a fit rider is so sick your fitness is going to open up things like it's going to make parts of your ride enjoyable that you would have never experienced before aka climbing and now he gets to do it and he lets his mind wander and go to these other awesome places so shout out to you sean i thought other people should hear that because i really wanted to inspire those who like if you really hate the climbs i know that you guys can get to a place where you enjoy it and it's just going to make the not only the ride so much better but it's going to make you so much happier it really really will in fact he just posted a really sick testimonial uh, through his instagram story and just talked about how he felt like he was done after um, one of the laps he did but honestly got to the bottom had more energy got another lap in and basically was making the point that since I've gotten fit and have enjoyed the climbs, I get so much more descending in. And that is like the big, like when he says that, I'm like, yes, both hands out. Yes. Because I've experienced that too. I like, you know, people say, oh, I only like descending. And right away when people say that in my head, I'm like, well, wouldn't you want to be fitter and get more descending then? Like (laughs) literally, think about that that is the reality of it i've experienced it sean's experiencing it and i want you to also i mean come on now so sean thank you for that uh let's move on to a little thing i call a downward spiral i want to give you a very transparent look into my life and the business over the last month because it's all very connected and everything kind of came together last friday i think it was and formed what I like to call a good old-fashioned anxiety attack. (laughs) Now, I do struggle with anxiety. It's something I got to check with myself from time to time. And it's actually why I have the tattoo on the side of my neck that says breathe, because it's a reminder to breathe through anxiety, any anxious feeling, any uh, stomach knotted up feeling that you get. And I, to be honest, in the past, I've really carried with me on a day-to-day basis and like not addressed it or realized what it was or why I had this knot in my stomach when I can just take a breath and feel so much better. And oh my gosh, like it's definitely a perspective check and it's a reminder when it's very surface level and I just have to say, okay, dude, things are great, relax. And a lot of times that is enough. But when things get, when things start to build, there's a point where it's too much to breathe through and you freak out and that's when you get an actual anxiety attack and the last one i had was after the shock of closing my in-person business uh, due to coronavirus i literally was at my parents house having a family dinner i think it was (laughs) i felt so bad i think it was someone's birthday 
and I just almost had a full-on meltdown. I think it was my brother's birthday because his birthday is in March. And I just literally sat there and I was like, I, I was like almost shaking. And I just thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry right now. I don't, know what, I don't know what is happening, but I can't control this anymore. And then before that, it was after my son was born and I had to change my schedule and I lost 50% of my business. And, and then he was born and obviously there's the new challenges of that. And that was like, that might've been the most legit, like I'm going to literally freak out. Like I didn't even know how to handle what I was feeling. I just felt like I was going to implode. And I remember, I remember that as well. So this wasn't nearly as, as extreme as those things, but I had a moment where I woke up last Friday and I was already just like way more stressed than normal. Like I I don't normally wake up stressed. I wake up with some urgency from time to time because, you know, I got ish to do, but I woke up flat out stressed. And it happened, of course, after a, a kind of a more difficult night with the twins and just some miscommunication with me and my wife and the stress of work not being as ideal as it had been in the previous month. So let me tell you kind of how this all came together. Now, last month, before the twins were born, I was already waking up at 4 a.m. every day, getting extra work done, just super like grinding to try and get in a place where I was ready uh, for the twins. And I actually got there, which was really good. And the twins were born. Dot Health Shred brought a lot of new signups to the website. I think there was one day where I had 30 new signups. It was January 3rd, the day before it started. So it was like the last minute people doing it. And that was the biggest jump in signups I've ever had. And that was like the best feeling. And going into the twins being born, it gave me a lot of peace. Like it really did help me relax. And so for that first week, it actually felt kind of easy. I just, I felt relaxed. You know, we had family coming over, bringing us meals. And I'm not saying I was sleeping or that it was just easy in general, but I was just you know, I, in my head, I was like, wow, this is uh, more enjoyable than I expected. Well, the following week was a month after the tread started. And I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys. I noticed the biggest cancellation drop off a month after I had the biggest sign up. So obviously, it's correlated. People who signed up for the Dowd Health Shred uh, probably didn't stick around and then, or had planned to even cancel at the end of the month. And so it wasn't as extreme as the signup was, but it was the biggest loss of people I've had. And also that's the same week where I'm trying to get back in my workflow rhythm and I'm realizing how much friction there is and how much, uh, I, I, how much I'm unable to work at the capacity I'd like to because of the twins being here and just you know being a dad of <laughs> three kids under two. Uh, so that was starting to happen. And a lot of I've kind of hinted at it, but I've been making some very big decision directions for dialed health over the last month. And those were still undecided. And honestly, I felt like I was dragging my feet in some areas because I wasn't clear on what I should do decision wise on, you know, do I get an investor, uh, which was kind of on the table? Do I get uh, like I was basically at this point where I'm like, I need to just blow this up as fast as I can. And I was almost in my head just trying to skip steps. And so don't worry, that's not going to happen. I actually resolved that. I've gotten some very, very good business advice uh, and some support. So we're going to be laying the bricks one by one, still slowly growing, no investors for now. But I will say, like, it was a hard decision to make because I didn't want to hold myself back or it's like I saw it as a sign of weakness for not 
taking every opportunity for growth I could. And I had to realize that the smartest thing for me to do, honestly, right now, is to really take my time and build this foundation strong and, and just one thing at a time, just the way I've been doing it, exactly the way I've been doing it. So I already feel back to normal on that front. But you know, the second week after they were born, it's like I'm trying to get back into workflow. I'm losing subscribers faster than I've ever lost. And then I also still am unsure about this decision. And dude, I freaking freaked, like I freaked out. <laughs> I kind of just freaked out and I had so much worry. And uh, all of a sudden, I think the lack of sleep and all those things added up. And uh, that's what led to me having an anxiety attack. So it wasn't, you know, just one day, it was just this slow accumulation of events. And then I go back, I'm like, okay, let's really dig into this. So was I on some form of like a downward spiral? And I was like, oh my gosh, here, listen to this. So I've talked about how my schedule has been so screwed up. Well, and, and also on the last podcast, I mentioned how I used to get two hours of work done before the rest of the house woke up every single day. And that was like all my social work. I did my Bible study. I did my um, affirmations. I wrote my schedule for the day. And it was like, I got my whole roadmap for the day set in those first two hours. And I got a lot of work done. And that has been basically stripped away from me to where now I'm trying to piece together stuff throughout the day. I'm more time crunched. I'm not in my rhythm. I don't have even that time to myself in the morning because of the, the weird times the twins are waking up. So basically I'm like, wow, I haven't been reading my Bible as much uh, and, and setting my mindset for the day. Obviously that's gonna change what I'm doing. I haven't even been reading as much which is just a habit I got back into, which I was just kind of pissed about. And also me taking in content reading, it's so valuable for the business because a lot of times what you guys hear from me is really just regurgitated from all the content I take in. I put my spin on it and I put it back out there and it's so necessary for me to take that time to learn on a daily basis and to be inspired and to really uh, push that back into you guys. So there were those things that weren't happening that I think we're also really adding up on my mindset wise. And yeah, it just felt like a small form of a downward spiral. I had a little bit of a freak out, uh, just more so personally. I, I did tell Lish like the day it happened, she knew. I was like, I'm, I'm freaking out. <laughs> like this is real right now. So once I had dug into it and figured out how, why it had happened the way it happened, it gave me just a lot of peace because I'm like, okay, this isn't just me. It, there, there's a real reason behind it. And these are all solvable issues. And also I really did just have freaking twins. So I'm, I'm genuine. I'm in general proud of how I've been doing, uh, but I've had almost like too high of expectations for myself through this time. But, but to be honest, a lot of it is the business stress and, and the timing of that stuff. So long story short, I, have very good direction with the business now. Although I need to still turn around some subscriber account, we're still in an incredible place. It won't be the sick month I had in January, but that's okay because again, uh, you know, I'm further along than I ever thought I'd be by this point uh, with the online stuff, you know, because it's still been less than a year that I transitioned. And um, not only that, but I guess like, you know, my twins are, uh, my twins are healthy baby boys. You know, I, it's just like, if you, I've dealt with uh, children who have health issues. Like everything I'm saying to you right now is probably the stupidest thing you've ever heard. So it's just like getting that perspective check and then getting realigned with like, like myself of what I'm doing on a daily basis. So 
anyways, I think I'm going to go into too much of a rant here. I'm going to cut it off so I don't do that. But that's a very real look at what's happened with me in the last uh, month or so. And so, yeah, after resolving that, I just I feel like I'm back to myself. I feel like I got some swagger back. Um, this was another, I did this again in uh, December, but yeah, I got my swagger back and I'm feeling really good. And you know, it's crazy, but just since this weekend, also those quotes from the uh, beginning of the episode helped me a ton at that church service. But just since this weekend, the amount of legit quality things we've done for the website, for members, uh, and just things we've gotten done since I'm not focusing on going A to Z and it's just like A to B. it's been crazy how productive it's been. So yeah, I'm feeling super excited about that. And uh, I guess I'll just tell you, here's a couple things we're doing. We're starting ads this week. Uh, I have an ad guy now, which is a huge step forward because all of the business for Dialed Health has come organically, which is pretty insane. We are, so next month, I'm gonna tell you right now, we have a calendar going up on the website and that is gonna be just huge for scheduling your workouts. We'll go into more of that when it's actually up. Uh, The forum is getting updated, so you'll actually be able to respond to people because (laughs) when we just put up the forum, it was like, let's see if people use it. And actually, more people use it than expected. So since we didn't have a reply option on it, it just got so messy and like unusable that, you know, I want to connect the dialed fam and now we'll actually be able to do it with these response things. And then once we have the reply option, the next features that come after that start getting more into like you have your own profile built and you can message and you it's not like it's a, some social media thing but it, it gets more like that which is super super exciting um, and then the last thing is you can now see the previous reps that you've inputted if you're tracking your workouts and it's going to show you your last three with the date the rep scheme and the weight you use for every exercise and we're doing that just so you have reference and the reason we're not auto-filling it, like, you know, you did dumbbell bench press last week and you're doing it again this week, why wouldn't the weight just be in there? It's because when the reps change, we don't want to insert a rep or a weight from a rep scheme that was different and have it throw you off. So this way, you'll at least see the previous uh, three weights that you used or reps that you completed, and then you'll be able to use that for reference with the other information there. It'll be right below the actual input area for... Uh, tracking the workouts on the website and then you'll have you know some direction there which i think is going to be really cool so let me know what you think of that new feature that's actually live as we speak of that oh and guess what we just put an ab isolation workout on the website this is a core workout that's even more focused on your abs go try it out ab isolation one it's under the no equipment core Uh, section of the workouts it is sick it's like my version of p90x ab ripper if you've ever done that it's just more functional there's stretching included there's some back work included but it is going to smoke your abs in a very short amount of time in a a quality real functional way i'm very proud of that one go check that Um, and that's it that's the whole update guys thank you for listening thank you for the support let's get into the outro Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Dialed Health Podcast. I really hope that those quotes in the beginning specifically can fuel you for the week like they have for me. I hope the info on the voodoo flossing, the vertical poles, uh, and all of that can add to your training. And then I hope that you can just help kind of relate to what I'm going through with my family journey, my business journey. And, you know, I didn't even talk about my workout journey a ton. I will be adding the voodoo flossing. But I will say, if anything, I have freaking nailed my workouts. I have not missed. That's one thing I'm very proud of. <laughs> so be, stay inspired this week. And if you can, please go leave me a Google review. 
you guys have been incredible about doing this and it makes such a huge impact on my business now that we're going to be starting to run ads just general search engine optimization all the cool little buzzwords having an awesome google review is going to help a ton so please go leave me a five-star review say anything positive about dialed health even better if it's about the website specifically and that's just something i can't do for myself so i want to thank you for that if you're not a member of dialedhealth.com please go sign up get an account and start strength training i can help you set up your schedule or uh, whatever else you need so with that being said start moving forward have an incredible week i'll see you next wednesday